Hello and welcome to Demo Mirror. I'm your guest host, Tony, and today I have the pleasure of sitting down with one of my favorite bands, Lights. I think to start, we should all give an introduction. So why don't we start with the man to my left with the big beard? My name's Andy, and uh, I sing and play guitar in Lights. My name is Matthew Glover. I played drums in that band. My name is Matthew Jacola. I sang and played guitar. My name's Charles Hayward Murphy IV, and I engineered the last record. My name is Ben Meddy, and I played bass in Lights. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Welcome. Thank you. There is so much to talk about. It's hard to know where to start, but I think the best place to start is at the very beginning. So what are your first memories of Lights? Uh, my first memory of Lights is Andy and I were in a band in high school called the Danny Tanners, and then we broke up and we basically were going to regroup with all the same members. With, it was going to be me and Andy and Matt McGee on bass, and then at the last Danny Tanner show we asked Matt Glover, who at the time was in a ska band called the Get Rich Quick Scheme, we asked him, we came out to him after and said, do you want to play drums with this new thing we're playing, or we're planning on doing? And he said, yeah. He's like, uh, we were talking about it, and he's like, yeah. I've been listening to like a lot of In Flames lately and stuff like that, and we're like, cool. And I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> and I don't think Matt ever really listened to In Flames, did you? I don't know what that is. Yeah, see? <laughs> and uh, so anyways. I don't know what that is. I, don't I remember, remember it vividly, but I don't, I, I don't really think it. Oh, whatever. All right. But, <laughs> um, and then, so we played like a little bit. We just like jam the four of us with Matt McGee. And then basically there was some weird stuff going on. Not weird at all. We just kicked Matt McGee out of the band. And then we asked Ben to be in the band. I'd gone to school with him in middle school and we just sort of knew each other through you actually, Tony. You brought us all together probably. Because you became friends with us. Yeah. You were, you know, people can't see me pointing at the different people <laughs> in the room. But, <laughs> but I basically just remember that. And I remember the first song we played together as a band was Are You Sleeping, which is on the first EP. And I, but that wasn't the first song we wrote together. That was probably Andy and I would get together and work on stuff. Namely, Giants and Without Switches were our first two, I think, and, you know, good times, good, good period of time. Yeah, in those early days when, uh, before, actually, the first time I ever met Ben was the day he came to audition for the band, I guess. We needed a bass player. I never met, actually, I saw his, we, we played shows together once. Yeah, we played and one you, show in Gardner. You played a vacuum cleaner at one point, and I thought that was really impressive. I did. I put it up to the pickups of my guitar to make a lot of sounds, and people keep talking to me about it. Even oh, the Dustbuster. Yeah, dust the Dustbuster. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. People are like, have you heard Fish? Don't you know that they... And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah. So we tried out Ben, and I remember him leaving, and it was really exciting. I wanted him in the band, and he kind of left like, yeah, you know, we'll see kind of thing like I had a fun time but you know we'll see what happens and then uh, How did you know that's what I, was thinking? <laughs> I saw it in your face 
rhythm section. I remember specifically being not enthused at all about Ben being in the band. I remember that. And it, but not not for any reason. I was just like probably like stuck in my ways, and I was like used to playing with the same people. And like Ben was a completely new person to play with, so I was like, yeah, he was pretty good, I guess. <laughs> you know. Like, but these, I mean, he was awesome, but you know, I was just being a douchebag, but. Well, you were you were searching for excellence. You wouldn't just take anybody. That is true. That's true. I have no recollection of Ben, like the day that Ben tried out for the band. I don't. I don't remember. I imagine. I don't either. But I imagine that he had flowing mane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. I had. Yeah. Some yeah. My hair was good. Like down to my shoulders. I think. Mm. Some stylish gross. clothes on. That's mm. what I bet. I. Yeah. yeah I'm sure I had some flared jeans on and um, <laughs> like paisley uh, or something. <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. paisley. Uh, a paisley shirt. Someone. Maybe I was going into Andy's house and someone. Stopped and was like, "Ma'am, can you help?" I think you're in the wrong path. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I remember. Um, I was like, I was kind of nervous, and I'm. I don't know why. Now thinking about it, but I was like, I feel like I had to like, prove myself. Cause I like I hadn't known Andy for that long, maybe for like a month or something, or a month and a half. Yeah, maybe. And um, like I had known Matt, but not too well from middle school. We so, sat next to each other in computers class. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's very true. Um, What's up, Mr. Zip? Yeah, Mr. Zip. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Zipkowski. <laughs> this could go going for. Um, and uh, I don't know, I just, um, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I didn't really like the Danny Tanners. <laughs> He's just saying that now because I said I didn't like him a second ago. <laughs> no, but it I, is, it is um, I very... Was, like, th there wasn't any, like, I was just, like, interested to play with some people, I guess. And I just, like, when we started playing that day, like, I had nothing to, like, compare it to or like it was like coming out of nowhere for me i had no like cultural reference to it i just couldn't allow it like i was like, I you know what i'm doing and uh and that to me like was really interesting also the fact that i had to turn my amp up louder than any like any other time using it ever so how did how did it how did this happen with the loudness and the because you guys played Really loud. The loudest band any that's ever come out of our gang of musicians. You know, I, well, you know. I'm not exactly sure the evolution. <clears throat> I think Matt is sort of like a loud drummer. Absolutely. And so to compensate, Andy and I would turn up, and then we would just keep turning up, and then Ben had to turn up. <laughs> and then I blew my amp at, like, I think our third show, maybe. It just, like, I never got it fixed. I actually tried it a couple weeks ago, and it's still... Like you turn it on and it just starts screaming, like, <laughs> yeah. screaming feedback. Ow. Like yeah, it's yeah. saying ow. Yeah. And our live and shows started that. like developing into like these these weird things after a while too. Like we started trashing all of our gear because we thought it'd be fun, and then we realized it was <laughs> super expensive. Yeah, everybody in the band at some point had a certain amount of blood in their instruments from playing because we were pretty like rough with our equipment and stuff. I know I was early on and, and like I think like like Matt was, was saying like before like it was kind of ridiculous you know because you're like trying to get into it you know or at least I was and stuff like that and like ripping all the strings off your guitar you know wherever and it's like it feels really good when it's happening or whatever sort of except for your fingers that are getting all cut up 
you know, and stuff like that. And then it's just like, oh yeah, we're two songs in, and I brought one guitar. Yeah. And you know, and it's like everybody's like kind of like, what the. Fuck? We did a couple. We did <laughs> like know? one show. I remember that was like probably the pinnacle of that sort of thing, which was I'm pretty sure we the room was full when we started playing. It was at like some like show at like the Fitchburg <clears throat> Civic Center when they used to have shows there. And it was like the quintessential example of that. Like we we were literally in in one song. It just deteriorated. We were like halfway in and we were just like this sucks. It sounds bad. And there were people watching us at the beginning, like a pretty decent crowd and then we just gave up and we just started throwing stuff and we started trashing stuff and just making noise. I think it was different about when we did that. Um, most bands do it and they're doing it in some sort of like artistic way and, they, and at the same time they're like playing music and a lot of times when we just started doing it we would just literally throw things like it was com completely out of anger there was no artistic merit out of it whatsoever we were like you know like 19 or something however old we were at the time we were just like fucking throwing shit you're mad because the because why? Could be anything. Anything. It Either, doesn't matter. Yeah. Frustration. Really, yeah. Yeah, Weren't really you 19 once, Tony? So many things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Frustration with ones. how we were playing as a band. The bands we were playing the with. The bands. Yeah. Like, yeah. There were no bands that we could like kind of identify with. I don't know. It was fun. Thrashing our stuff around. And stuff like that. Yeah. Like every once in a while. <clears> you know? So then you got a little bit more serious and cut the first record. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> if, if you guys remember, it was like we didn't even play a show. No, we were, we were together for like, I think we had played for like four or five months before we played our first show. Right, right? yeah. And I think a record release, we went to a really nice studio and we recorded a pretty good EP. It sounded pretty good. That was at Q Division, right? At Q Division, and then, but we hadn't played out yet, and I think our first show was our record release show, okay. which was... The, the double holiday shows that we did in December yeah. of that year. Right, okay, yeah. Right. Yep. we do like yeah. a Friday night and a Saturday night, and... But uh, first record was pretty good. We originally cut six songs. Six songs. Six New songs. Asia was the extra yeah. the one we, we online we, only release. Yeah, we we lopped that one that off. That was big back in the day. Online only release. Now it's all it's all online. That's what only. this is. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, went to a studio to experience what that would be like. We did it in what 24 hours. Yep, two days. Two days, five songs in a you know big league studio. First time out. Yeah. We were like totally. Um, it came out really good. I'm not like saying anything bad about it, but we were definitely like out of our league going there, you yeah. know? And, like, definitely. But we had a good turnout with it. Like it came out really good. So. Yeah, that like for the most part, that was a pretty positive experience. Maybe we were patronized a little bit by the engineer, but um, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? We were there for two days. So yeah, like, I mean, and we were young. You know, we didn't know. We didn't know what kind of band we were. Yeah, you know what I mean, like we, we had, we literally, they literally asked us what type of band we were. You know, and we like didn't have an answer for them. It was like I don't know, we, like like pixies. I don't know. Like who's like looking at our T-shirts and like asking us like you know like okay, what's well, so what type of band are you guys? And I think I had like a super chunk T-shirt on, and like the, the assistant engineer was just like, whoa, 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 is it like super chunk man? And we're just like, no, nah, not really. I like that, you know. It was just like everyone was like, "No, I like that." I don't know. So yeah, so we cut our first record and we started shopping it around for um, not labels, but to play shows. We wanted to get into Boston, start playing shows out here, and just trying to get more shows. We weren't really turning down any shows at first. We pretty much wanted to play anything to get the experience. 
even if we felt like we shouldn't have belonged there, we still played. We needed to get better as a band and start defining our sound more. And what we really wanted to do was like, we would jam and practice and it would be really fun and, and really interesting to us. And we wanted to incorporate that into our live show. So we'd started to do it and it would be a huge flop. It would just be not that great early on. It would just be mess, but not really. It was just everywhere. Was it because you weren't comfortable on stage, or I think couldn't that's hear what it was. Going yeah, so on? it was because it basically happened. I don't, I don't, I can't honestly <clears throat> recall like one time where we jammed and I was like jammed in front of other people and we're like, we're like, yeah, that was great. Like I don't think that ever really happened because we we just weren't like we were a band for whatever like three or four years, but still we didn't play enough in or we didn't play enough to get like that good even. As good as a jam band, I think as good as like you know like. Fish, fish or like well, Mo. Did, did yeah. Ben <laughs> have the vacuum? I don't think you used the vacuum no, for lights. Well, we kept lights, asking so him. I mean, uh, yeah, but he didn't want to. Because I remember there was little. Yeah. There would be appearances of little other <clears throat> instruments, like the you'd have like a reason loop running, or other like little things would pop in yeah. and out sometimes, right? We tried it for a while. Yeah, we we tried a lot of things those early days. We tried. Um, yeah, Ben played like keyboard yeah, and like laptop beats and laptop. <laughs> the thing and was, then, and and we, Ben even we Ben sang a song at practice like yeah. a couple oh, yeah, times. We, we did. Yeah. Discovering heroes by David Bowie. Yeah, nice. That one's really long. There's no recording of that, is there? No, sadly. It's in our memory. <laughs> I think <laughs> I remember that very clearly. Yeah. <laughs> we we would try that kind of stuff, and um, it wouldn't. It would work out sometimes, sort of, or whatever. As far as the jamming goes, like I think towards the end, um, we were way more comfortable with it, to the point where if we screwed up, it just wasn't as big a deal because we knew that we were just screwing around. It was a weird situation for me because I remember when we first started the band, we were like, <clears throat> we want to write songs that are like two and a half minutes without yeah. verses or choruses. But if you listen to our songs, like there's probably like a few that are like two and a half minutes. They're mostly long and the, yeah. we the, the live shows definitely like the jamming and that sort of thing was like the exact opposite of why we started the band so it was like a little weird always for me but it felt good to do it when, when we would jam well there was one really successful time when we played ralph's diner and we jammed on that creepy part of um oh, new trash new trash yeah it was fun. that was really fun for anybody that was there they may remember this <laughs> So there, there's a lot of so there's a lot of experimentation, a lot of failure, yeah. a few successes, yeah. but I, I think in the end you guys come out of it. I, would you consider yourself having gained so so much from all of it, you know, and and you can carry it with you moving forward? Yeah, I think. I mean, it was such like that time of for at least for me, probably for the other guys, like just that time of your life or like learning things at that period like 18 and like early 20s is like such a delicate moment sort of like I'm not saying that to be like weird but like it's just like I don't know it was just important and we were all we all became like much better musicians together like like all around the board like I know when I started I couldn't do I could do nothing I, I was not confident at all as a musician but then when we broke up I was like I felt like I could do almost anything because we had like explored so much in our in the music, at least guitar-wise and stuff. I was just I just felt prepared for whatever 
I really felt like <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I grew a lot as a musician within this band. It helped me develop more and learn or listen for more rhythms and accenting things within the music lyrically or otherwise. It's definitely put me where I where I was at where I'm at today. It was definitely like the base of it, and I think it was really <clears throat> important for my development as a drummer. And I wouldn't take it back for anything. Ben. Well, yeah, I mean, I um, I didn't, I had never like played piano or keyboards or anything before I started playing with lights. And there's like a keyboard at Andy's house that was Matt's that you've all heard about on Demo Mirror. Uh, <laughs> we've all talked about The same it keyboard um, <laughs> woven into the history. All right. Um, and I just, I don't know, I just like started screwing around with it basically. And then from there I started playing piano. And then like I haven't gone back basically. So it, yeah, it definitely made me interested in different things musically. So let's, let, yeah, let's, let's move forward now and, and talk about the other developments with the band, such as more recordings of uh, another album. This was the Get Lit yeah, EP. We, uh, well, we played, we basically released that first EP like right away when we got together. And then I think we always just sort of planned on releasing something else whenever we had something. And it just sort of never happened. And we just, we'd record here and there, but it wasn't like we were going to record. We're going in to record an album this month. We're going to, you know, over the course of the month, we're going to record an album or something. That never really happened. And so, I don't know, there's like a whole whole history there, but we just didn't, like, we never got to do that. We just played shows, played shows, played shows, played shows, and then we just decided to buckle down finally at one point. We had some drum tracks that we'd take, we'd done at Matt's school, and we just took them and tried to finish them off, and that's what became... Get Lit, which is wrought with so much emotion. It, it really is, like, it, it took so long to do. Like, if you actually track it from, like, the day we tracked drums to, like, the day we finished it, it's, like, probably, like, a two-and-a-half-year thing in the making. And it was just supposed to be, like, a little EP just to throw out there, and it turned into, like, a huge project and rewrites and re-recording this and that, and it was, like... And the final product wasn't satisfying for everyone. I mean, it, it was, in a way. It was weird. It was, like, really weird, because I remember we would talk about it, and it was like, we were really excited that it was done. But I know we all felt, like, a little underwhelmed with it. And, like, I think we, we built it up to be, like, this thing in our heads or something. At least I did. I wanted it to be, like, this, like, statement of, like, what we were as a band. And it was in some ways. I think it... It kind of came probably up. so truthfully, yeah. And I didn't like that, you know. What I mean, <laughs> like, it was so like so raw and so like um, there were so many imperfections, and that. But that's who we were as a band, really. But like, you don't really want to admit that, really. I don't think I wanted us, like in hindsight, like I probably would have like pushed to go into like make like a polished record or something. But at the time, we were like, fuck that. Like our first EP sounded like sterile when in actuality it sounded like pretty like really good but we wanted to have like a lot of character and so we did it all ourselves or Matt recorded it all himself and we just made all these like <coughs> decisions on our own and it was pretty cool that we did it that way but it was like in the end I think we all felt a little it was just took so long and 
just it wasn't quite exactly what we wanted it to be or something. If I could uh, sort of interject, you, you sent an email out to everybody with uh, some of your, like, like a production diary almost, and uh, near the beginning, when you guys are tracking drums, you wrote probably the funniest thing I've ever read in my life. Well, I, I kept these journals, like, basically, uh, oh, over the course of this time, we, like, uh, we took a break for, like, quite a few months, and then, which is, like, which at the time was, like, an eternity, and I thought we were pretty much broken up or something. I just thought we wouldn't play anymore. But we did, we did regroup after a few months, and then I started keeping these journals at that point. I was probably, like, in... Um, 2006 or something and uh, yeah that's what Charles is talking about like I'd keep these like detailed journals of what we did and what we recorded and the is the part you're talking about the part where I'm like it's like entry one yeah the guys recorded something I don't know I wasn't there yeah. <laughs> period <laughs> that was the end you know? was, uh, <laughs> and, uh, the guys went over to Matchy's house to record drums or something I don't know I wasn't there <laughs> just like, uh, for some reason those two sentences just like that's so that's hilarious yeah. I'd also like to point out that uh, Matchy recording and uh, mixing the record you know as somebody who didn't have anything at all to do with the record when I listened to it um, it definitely has a really odd sound uh, that at first I thought I didn't really like so much, but after like kind of giving it a couple lessons, I, I from my perspective anyway, that like really like a singular sound. I can't think of any other record that sounds like that, and uh, I think it sounds awesome, and it kind of makes those songs uh, for me anyway. It's my two cents. No, he did. I, I'm in my opinion, he did, it's a great job capturing. I mean, it's in your house, in your basement. Most of it was recorded there, right, or at your school or something, right? Yeah. Uh, Thanks, guys, for all the really nice words about it. No, Matt. No. But listen, <laughs> I just want to say before you go, yeah. like, I was talking about, like, at that time, it felt like, you know what I mean. No, I do. And, like, but it felt like, it felt like I wanted it to be, like, this huge thing, and it was just this modest thing that was really good. And now when I listen to it, I'm like, that's really good. We did a really good I job on that. But, like, at the time, I was, like, excited, but I was still a little, like... I, think I just thought I thought like I think our, my head was bigger than like what the band actually was too, which I, is a problem. Like yeah. I think I wa- always want us to be much more than like what we actually ended up being. Um, I listen to that and I feel like it's really one of the better representations of what our band was and what it sounded like, or at least what I I'd like to think of it as sounding like, you know, or having been. So as Matt was saying with Get Lit, it didn't really start off as us deciding to record a record. It was basically recording starting to do recording for just projects that uh, I had to do and some of my friends had to do. The drums were actually tracked over, the, the five core songs on that record were tracked, the drums were tracked at, at my school by myself and a really good friend of mine, Nick Wolf, and a couple other people. So we, so we, we had all this stuff recorded and we, we did these, these sessions. We would start at 11 o'clock at night and we would go till six in the morning in that <laughs> like leaving the studio you know you walk in and it's pitch black and you're pretty much there and it's there's no windows and you you walk outside and the sun's coming up you just feel like ass you know i mean at the time we didn't really think anything of it we we're just like we're getting these ideas out and down and you know it's not that big of a deal and then some time had passed and uh we decided to make a push for this record so like you know these drum tracks sound great uh let's go ahead and do something with them so we started the process of finishing the record because we hadn't really done anything. We wanted to do it ourselves. 
to have like complete control over it and that's kind of when things started going downhill with that record I hated it I had so much stress over that record it took me a year and a half before I could listen to that without feeling anxious or angry uh, at myself is extremely frustrating um, but that record really pushed me to my limits it made me doubt everything that I could do like skill wise production value playing uh, creative ideas like I was toasted and then the whole project the whole project pretty much took basically was done overnight like overnight time so we, we would work and go to school for all these hours and then we'd go and do this and just pretty much just suck the life out of us like mixing that record was the most stressful thing I've ever done there was just so much layers of stuff and I didn't have any idea on how to control it and then yeah we, we had problems with it and I remember it was like all like this like tight like oh, like we literally like we set the release date just to get it out because yeah. we were like this is taking too fucking long. It's taken two and a half years. Yeah. We're setting a date. We're gonna get it done by then, and that's it. Like, yeah. we had to set like a precedent for ourselves because we just had the history of just being unable to finish anything. Yeah. So we set the date, and then all this shit was wrong with it. Like, yeah. two weeks beforehand, one week beforehand, the night beforehand. It yeah. was like literally like I write wrote that in my journal too. It was like. We didn't even have the CDs the day. They arrived that afternoon right before we got to the release show because we were all behind schedule so much. We had to like remix so much stuff and remaster this and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, that sort of emotion is what I'm talking about when I listen to that record. Like all those emotions come back to me. Yeah. And I can't completely listen to that record. But I mean, like my friends come up to me and they say, oh, that's really cool. Like that's a really cool album and I really love it. And I'm like, I do too, but I don't. I don't know how. I still don't know how to love it truly because I just have all these like yeah. negative emotions mixed in with it too. But yeah, now I can listen to it and enjoy it, but still wish it was better. Yeah, like I can enjoy it, but I hear the songs differently in my head. Uh, I've always pictured them differently, a lot differently recorded. Yeah, there were like some songs, like specifically like "Get Lit," where that like that song specifically where it just sort of. Uh, never quite hit it for me and we I don't think we ever played it as a band correctly but it was just like the opening like it needs to come in like I always use this example when I'm talking about what I wish light sounded like but I wish light sounded like in that moment the Foo Fighters on Color and the Shape and that's what I wanted that that's what I wanted that part to sound like and we didn't sound anything like that we sounded like sort of ratty we didn't sound anything like the Foo Fighters on the Color and the Shape you know what I mean it's like that sort of like always wishing you were something else and we were because we were taking from all these like we we're taking these parts and like this part needs to sound like Foo Fighters on the color and the shape but this part needs to sound like this like Savi Five song and then this part needs to sound like like these completely like you know the influences were like within the same song just completely all like off the wall so it was uh yeah. it was always you know funny because I, I feel that way I think about pretty much every other thing that we've done except for that album I mm -hmm. like, like that one for me I'm not really thinking about anything else when I'm when I'm listening to it in terms of like filling in stuff in my head 
you know, whereas any other thing that I'm listening to that we've done, I'm, I'm kind of like, ah, that's supposed to be like this, actually. You know, like, I'm, like, literally explaining it to myself in my head. Like, I, I would probably have a hard time stopping myself from doing that if somebody was sitting next to me, like, oh, actually, we were supposed to do this here. Yeah. Like, when I listen right. to Get Lit, like, I, I, it, it's, 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 I think it's probably my, my, it may not be the best representation of our band, but it's my, it's my favorite, personally. For the most part, yeah, that was a dark time. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like like a few months before we broke up. Like when yeah. when the when the record was finished, it was like April, the end of April, and we broke up in like September, September or something. Yeah. So we like, we decided like that was also the summer we decided to do a tour. Yeah, you know, like that was kind of I felt like that was kind of like like the hiatus that we had between then and coming out with the record or working on it. Then the stress of that record and every show after that or shows after that like they'd be fun but we also have a history of getting kicked out of practice space after practice space which became very annoying and tiresome we were never settled anywhere we were just constantly moving uh we wouldn't like the reason why we had a hiatus for song is because we didn't have a place to practice there was no safe place for us we got kicked out of andy's house we brought to court for that we went to my parents house for a while but it's so damn loud that they just got sick of it we bounced around from spaces, uh, Ben's house, Ben's house for a little bit. Library, the library. Yeah, that we, was actually really good. That was, place that we were but we weren't supposed <laughs> to be there, really. Yeah. We just sort of. We I had keys because I had worked there for so long, so we'd show up on Sundays when I knew like the building janitor wasn't there, and. Uh, <laughs> So when we'd he was like, asleep yeah, <laughs> and just play for like six hours yeah we'd play for like a really long time and it was in their um, their meeting room uh, on the top floor it was this big huge high ceiling room and it was really nice and loud extremely awesome. loud and you awesome. couldn't you couldn't really hear it outside and everything no. sounded even ele- in there, there was too. elevators for our gear yeah, oh, yeah it was nice it was just us we, we didn't have any computers to go and screw around on and that was actually like you know like practicing in that room is like some of my TV. favorite moments yeah absolutely like I just remember um, jamming for like an hour or two on Ramadan yeah. in that room and I just remember feeling like and this was like really I think was it before it was like as it was over that summer it was like we were like bound to break up but like just that like those times it was just like the song was so good and like we were just playing really well together and it was just like felt so good just one of those moments and it was like always in that room and like we had shows in there that were pretty cool too and, uh, it didn't seem like, stressful at all yeah something about there. the room like yeah. just like sort of but yeah and then so we finished up that record you know we we're spending the summer there and that was that then things just kind of started falling apart for real. I guess it became kind of obvious. We had, I think, our first show back. No one really wanted to play. Is it what, like, we decided to have a, a talk before. I don't remember where it was, but I think we split Thought a set like with... Scott. Yeah, I think we split a set with Anthony, didn't we? Didn't we split, like, half endless, endless, half lights that night? Yeah, it was at Great Scott. Yeah. I don't remember. It was, it was unrehearsed, but, like, I decided I was moving to California... The band seemed like it was falling apart. There's just too much stuff going on. So we had a talk. We decided to get together before the show to be like, what the hell's going on with this? We decided after the show, we're going to kind of take a break. Maybe we'll figure it out in a couple months. And I was like, wow, I'm moving to California. Uh, 
the end. Yeah. <laughs> so we had like we had like one more show scheduled where we opened, and it was like pretty good show actually. It was it was a fun show. That was with like um, Big Bear and Holly. Oh yeah. At PA's. Yeah. Yeah. We opened, and it was weird because that was our biggest turnout for a show. Yeah, and then people that had been meaning to see us for four years came out and saw us. Yeah. Oh, I never saw your band before, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. It was cool and weird to see people dancing and singing songs to us when we, most of these people we haven't really seen before. Yeah, the well, what was weird, what's always been weird about this band to me was like, I always felt like completely, like when we were in the band, I didn't feel, like right now, like my, my friends and stuff will tell me, Man, lights! That was a fucking sweet band. Like what? You know, like you guys were awesome, and I'm like, well, okay, but where were you guys? Yeah. You know, like not. I'm not saying that to be a dick. That just is like how it felt to me, and I just felt like we were always. We just we never had anybody at our shows and stuff. We would just. We felt like we were fighting. I felt like we were like fighting a battle, and then we started fighting each other, sort of. You <laughs> yeah. know, like. It was weird. Just the way that things started working out. It just always, yeah, it just sort of always felt just sort of like maybe misunderstood. And then like after the fact or like at our last show or something, like people are like, ah, oh, you guys are fucking sweet, man. I'm like, cool. Well, yeah. it's over now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for making it the last one. Yeah. 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 That was a weird show because I actually, I really liked uh, Holly of the Hills and Big Bear. And I still do, but I wasn't really into the rest of the show after you guys yeah, that was weird too. I didn't want to hear loud music anymore after we played. Yeah, it's, I went outside and I think I just. Oh, it was yelled. also disgustingly hot. It was oh, yeah. so it gross. Was really I sweat through everything. Yeah. <laughs> it was disgusting in there, um, but that was a good show. It was a lot of fun. It was sad, you know, but it was good to it was good to do it. I'm glad we got like a proper final show too, like because that show that we had, after we decided we're gonna end and do this record. Um, that show sucked. Like, it was weird. It was the weirdest time ever hanging out with these guys. You know? You mean the show before that show? The show before the final show. Like, yeah. the one we had that talk, and they were like, all right, let's go play a show t- this <laughs> night. That, you was, know? that was pretty depressing. Yeah. I was, I was like, I was definitely had a hard time not crying. That was, that was, t- I'll be honest. Yeah. Like, I, I really had a hard time not crying. Like, it was, uh, it was, uh, I sort of knew walking in that it was like, it's like, there's a good chance that everybody's going to walk out of this house and we're not going to be a band anymore. <laughs> yeah. So, you you know, you have this great last show, and but it's the end, and over the course of the band, you only recorded 12 songs total, 15, 16, like had them down on two releases. You know, it took you two and a half years to do six songs, but there's all this back material that's, you know, there, and you couldn't, you didn't want to sit on it. You wanted to give it back to the fans. So how did that... That that is a huge undertaking, you know. We're talking thirty plus songs. It's a lot of material. And how do you even go about doing that with a band that's already broken up? We decided to do it. Uh, we're all still friends and stuff. We, it wasn't like bitter, really. Like it wasn't like we don't hate each other or anything. So it was pretty easy to. We really we got together a weekend or two after we had our last show with Charles. We went to um, Andy's grandparents' basement, and we... Uh, it's the name of the studio. It's <laughs> we, uh, we just, like, decided we were going to just bang out all the stuff we never got to record, and that's what we did, and Charles was 
good enough to help us with it. There's like a uh, dentist's office, right? Is that what your grandfather did? No, he was a pediatrician. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Definitely. We were recording in the waiting room. It, That's not a joke. It That's definitely true. reminded me of like having Cub Scout meetings when I was like They had those there. Well, yeah, they did. So. The idea for this record was I was so burned out from Get Lit, I didn't want anything to do with it. And I, all I wanted to do was track the whole thing live with no overdubs except for vocals and just do everything that we had just as some kind of closure piece so we didn't have to think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was like 22 songs or something. Like everything from stupid little things that we thought were really cool and just jammed on a couple times. Well, the list, as I recall, was actually more like 30-something it, songs, and then we had to like cut it on the second day because we realized we were never going to... We wanted to re-record our whole catalog, was the plan. Right. Yeah, do everything. Even like the, the first two releases, just re-record them. Just because some of those songs had changed since originally writing them and recording them. But yeah, that was the base of that record. Just get it all out. Mm. And was I, it, I was volunteered it to do it because I was a huge fan. Yeah, Charles begged us. To yeah, basically, <laughs> just <laughs> he paid us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the worst. Well, I'm sure having Charles there to, to press the buttons made it yeah, so I, much less pressure, and I also um, the fact that you guys weren't officially a band anymore did that. It help was too? totally like much lighter than before, and yeah. having Charles even like through well, this whole thing's turned into yet another like lights project. Yeah. But I think overall having like just that extra set of years or and Charles is like just there it, it just helped out so much it just made the process go smoother and he's a friend you know and it's just good to have another person that you trust there like not as a member of the band but sort of as a member of the band as, as the engineer because this wouldn't have happened at all without him because we would have like if we did like your idea of just like and, and say you did it yeah just oh we'll track everything live we will wouldn't be seeing this at all because Charles has been like over the course of the year just sort of like poking at us like hey you know I'm gonna come do overdubs today like yeah. you know every every few weeks or every couple of months he'll, he would get in contact with us and it just sort of it's still not finished but we're putting it out as it's, it is as finished as it's gonna get I guess I think it's the most honest recording we have of our of our band it's unfinished. When I first heard the whole thing, it was embarrassing to listen to, and I didn't Man. want those songs on there. You sent a really pissed off email, I remember, when we got yeah. the mixes to everybody. But now I love it. I, ex- I love every part of it. I don't care if there's shitty things on there. You know, like, that was our band. Not that it was shitty, it was just... I would, like, you guys are obviously listening to it as, you know, the creators. I, I think, actually, a lot of the, the kind of, like, flubs and flaws and kind of, like, missed notes and stuff like that actually kind of make the record for me. Uh, I, I like, I mean, I've, al- I've always really enjoyed records that that have like kind of weird things and you're not sure if you did them on, if they did them on purpose or not. Um, and I, that's one of the reasons why I really like uh, live recordings, which is uh, primarily what this is, is most everything. I don't, I don't think I actually took anything that was recorded, any track out, but uh, all, the, all the original live uh, drums, guitars, and, and bass are in every single song, and then it's just overdubs on top of that. Anyway, you, you track so. the initial like live recording in the house, and then t- touched up with overdubs in your apartment yeah. over the course of the next two years, people coming and going, type of thing. And well, actually, the overdubs were over the course of uh, about eight months to a year, and then, then I just kind of sat on it for a year. Okay. Like, well, uh, actually, what happened with it was we... We almost, uh, like the end of 2000, 
or it was the very beginning of 2009 in January. Um, we thought we were like sort of ready to go with it. And we tried to set another deadline to yeah, get it done. We tried to set another deadline and then we were, and we set up this show and we were like, the thing's almost done. Why don't we just make it like, we'll, we'll play a show and we'll release this group of songs. And so we tried to do that, but like, it was just another thing. Like It totally was not done and we weren't ready. And I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was just like... At, the, at that time, I like still wanted to do something with the record. And then whatever date that show was, January 4th or whatever, I was like, fuck you guys, fuck everybody. Like, I don't, I don't care anymore. And I didn't, I didn't care for 350 days. And then at the end of this year, 2000, 2009... I was talking to Charles, and I was just like, well, we can probably finish that up, right? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, let's do it. And so it's sort of yeah. finished up now. Yeah, finally. we just started pushing for it. For more information on that, listen to the Charles Murphy Demo Mirror interview. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get too far off the subject of the last recording, the last day of the recording, I, I feel like, was sort of bittersweet, but also, like, high intensity for everybody. And uh, I, I remember I, I brought... Like a bottle of like the cheapest champagne I could find. <laughs> it was uh, it was it wasn't Andre. It was I was gonna say Andre. Yeah, well, I usually go for that, but I found something even cheaper. I think, and I was like, all right, whatever. Like, so I brought the champagne. We had like a bunch of styrofoam cups from Dunkin' Donuts, and like we all had a, a little bit, except for Match A, I think. And then uh, you get straight edge represent. Easy, yeah. <laughs> you get that guy champagne. Yeah, man. Oh my God. But uh, we all, like, you know, took a picture, and we're like, it's over, yay! And, like, everyone, like, kind of raised their glasses and took a sip, and just, the every face just, like, turned, like, this horrible, like, oh, <laughs> spit it back into the cup, like, uh. <laughs> like that, And that ended that. Yeah. And I, uh, Even Matt J. spit in his cup. <laughs> yeah, he, he spit in everybody's cup, just to, just to join in on the fun, really. But uh, I can't help but think, like, because before then, in my mind, it was also like something like, you know, I don't tell, like everyone's like, oh, well, it's over, blah, like, bye. And then all of a sudden, just like, oh my god, <laughs> what is this? So fitting. Yeah. You know? Well, is there, is there anything else that you want to share about, about this? Um, I heard there's a trilogy of songs that might be on the compilation, and there's sort of conventions there that seem to have yet been figured out. Well, I always uh, I always sort of expected we would um, release something like this, actually, because from day one, Andy and I would just always talk about these massive releases. We'd be like, four discs? You know what? We should release triple album. Yeah. That's how it started. Well, it had to be <laughs> odd numbers. Yeah, yeah. and then we were thing. like, no, let's do a quadruple album. And, and then he was like, no, it has to be odd numbers. We're like, sure it has to be five. Well, we have to do five then. Who does a quintuple <laughs> album? Like, and, come on. But like, and we would joke about it, but really we were kind of serious about it. Totally. Like, um, totally. That's what I'm talking about. Like, if we were, like, I always think of this band as like, I wanted it to be way more than it was, and this is like an example. Like, I felt like we could have done that if we would have applied ourselves and like Definitely. actually done it. That's the thing. It's like when you like, like, like how are you not gonna notice that freaking quintuple album? You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like even if like, like you know, like by force. You even if like five years like, from after mm-hmm. you you see it like sitting on a merch table or something like that, you're always gonna remember that band with the freaking the random band album. who released a quintuple album by them like, like just by themselves. But like the but the you trilogy know? I think is like sort of that same in that same vein, like we had Andy had written a trilogy of songs that we played basically. 
The first one he showed us was the It Magnet, which is part one. And I don't know if you wrote them all at the same time or whatever, but we just sort of, they're supposed to be sort of played together. We would play some shows where we'd play the whole trilogy as one piece because they all fit together. You can just play the whole way through. But sometimes we'd split it up. We'd play part two and play part three, Garbage Face, all the time. And, uh, it was cool. I just, we get stuck on this like E chord thing. That's where those songs came from. Like, like maybe except for except for Garbage Face, I guess. But like the first two, it was like just just going back to the, you know, kind of changing the face of that that E, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. And and so the first two parts of it kind of sound really similar. Like they start off and you think you're listening to the same song mm-hmm. and stuff. And, uh, and that will be on the the release. Yes. On there. So let's have one last round before we sign off. If, we start with Andy and go around the circle and... Oh, good lord. What's the, what's the thing? Well, <laughs> what we want to know is what's everyone's favorite song from the band. And I'd like everyone to describe their life after lights in one sentence. Um, we can start with Ben if you want. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. There, Benjamin. Um, okay. Sentence. Stop. I stopped playing the bass. And started getting real. <laughs> uh, I guess for Charles it would be like, yeah. What? What do you? What's your? How do you feel after you know? Lights is no more. Uh, about the same as when they were around. <laughs> okay. I don't live with Matt anymore. I guess that's my favorite song. Was uh, my favorite song to play live was new song, but probably my favorite song that we actually got to record on this uh, new thing was Stars or Lucky Stars or whatever we're going to end up calling it because we, um, it was just always like, it was one of those ones that we played like back in the day, like when we first, first got together and Andy used to sing it like with a megaphone and it was always like really, a really nice break, a fun break in our set. It was just, and like this recording of it came out awesome. Ben does his bass stuff in the middle that totally carries it and everybody plays, like I'm playing like three notes through the whole thing and I remember standing there just being like, oh I'm so happy playing these three notes. Like I just, it was, it was, I just, I love that song and it's, but it's not, a, it's not a light song really in that it doesn't have like, it, it breaks our rules of repeating parts. But like, I, I remember Andy showed me the demo a long time ago and I just, I loved it so much and I just wanted us to, to try it and so we tried it and now we have like a good version of it so I'm happy for that. And my life after lights in a sentence, huh? More and more like Captain Picard every day. <laughs> uh, my favorite song, I think, that is coming out in this, this record and pretty much it was my favorite song to play. It's the song called Chunks. You'll hear it on the record. I like it a whole lot. Um, but life post lights, uh, with all the good and the bad, nothing still has matched what I felt. What? Shut up. <laughs> uh, playing wise, yeah, like I played with a smile on my face and I couldn't hold it back, you know, and that's only happened like a couple times since then where I've actually felt in control uh, or not in control. Um, can I, can I d- redo this? This is a run-on <laughs> sentence. You, you can. My one <laughs> sentence is, 
I'm having a good time. (laughs) (laughs) With fond memories. (laughs) All right, Andy, you're up. All right. I have a lot of favorite songs, so it's really hard to, to pick one. So I think what I'll do is I'll pick a, you could say it's a, it's definitely a favorite song of mine, um, m- but mostly because of just like a particular way that I feel in a certain part of the song. Um, when I listen to Get Lit, um, like the actual song, um, as well as the album, but the song in particular, I just it always makes me think of playing it live. Um, there are certain portions of it like that just I can't help but just like sort of like for a second like I'm like sort of like playing them again or whatever and like especially at the end the very end of the song definitely makes me want to be playing that song you know um, at like some show that you're playing and listen to it yeah uh, post lights ready to do a lot of things haven't finished one of them Tony what's your favorite light song my favorite light song was um the Charlie Brown one. What was it called? Here's looking yeah, at you. Around to Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown. Yeah. I remember I saw you guys play that in New York City, and it just blew my mind. So that was yeah, that's Thanks for listening. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this has been amazing. It's been an amazing talk. I wonder who's gonna sit through the whole thing. I don't know. No, I'm probably gonna. I probably will just to relive some of the laughs. I like the idea that that's so easy. I have to edit. But thanks if you stuck through all the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate it about you caring. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Good night and good luck.